to me enough is enough They just wanna hurt us Bring us down Bring us down Enough is enough We won't let them hurt us Bring us down Bring us down Enough is enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And I'm so excited, returning back. TJ Crawford, how are you? It's me. I'm the one who's back. Uh, I'm <laughs> doing is. good. I'm doing good. It's been obviously a pretty rough couple months, but I would say I'm uh, I'm, I'm on the up now. I'm doing doing well. Yeah, it's so it's so awesome. I'm so glad to have you come back. It's it's been a while. I think it's been like almost like what? I think we said like almost, almost, almost I think the years. last time I was on was almost like 2 years like ago. Mid 2020. Yeah. It's 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 wild. Yeah, and so it's, it's been it's been it's been a while, a year and a half, two years. My goodness, time time flies. So much to talk about, which I'm really excited for. Um, so glad that you came back. I know a lot of people have been asking for you. I've been talking about you a lot on like a lot of interviews that I've been doing too, which is which is I've wild. Been, I've been I've been checking it. I've been peeping that every once in a while. I don't think I don't listen to the other podcasts, so <laughs> I, I, I hear I hear. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I see everybody in the chat. What's up, John? What's up, Captain Dave? What is going on with you guys? Please share the stream for us. Smack that like button, all that fun stuff. Uh, if you guys are new to the Under Rope series here, I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, referees. I got you covered. So just let me know in the chat if the sound is good. Uh, I know there was an update. So uh, just let me know in the chat. I would greatly appreciate that. So, you know, sometimes it likes to mess out the audio as well. So, but I see all you guys talking into the chat. So, but all right. So let's, let's go there. We're going to start off this podcast hot pretty much, you know, and, and like we, you know, we talked about since it's been a while and I've actually got to see you within the last couple of weeks, which is wild because it's been a long time since I've seen you. I think it was yeah. like last summer, I think was the last time that I actually seen you in person uh, yeah, at was- NFW at the H2O building. So it's NFW uh, when I beat Anthony Gaines head in with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been the last time. <laughs> and it, crazy enough is that I was injured then. Right. Obviously, that's why I couldn't couldn't wrestle and had to do the angle um, with uh, with Anthony. But so it seems like every time you see me in the last couple months, I've been injured. I know. I know. Like, actually, when the last time you were on this podcast, you were injured. You were wrapped up with your arm. Yes. That was like, the last time I was on this podcast. That was actually, yeah, it happened. uh right after I separated my shoulder at violence and suffering. Yeah. So it's, it's wild. Like time flies, you know? So I want to say when you're having fun, but I don't know. If it's it's been, it's been a rough couple of years for me. I wouldn't say like the most fun, but I mean, I've had fun. Yeah. 2021 for the most part, besides like, obviously the, the, the last bit, 
was a pretty fun year for me. Right, right. Uh, crazy, wild. So, all right. So let's let's go there. Like I said, we're gonna start off like very hot. Let's talk about the injury. You know, people want to know. I want to know how are you doing? Like, you know, I I don't know if you want to go into a little bit of the injury just in case like nobody knew about the injury. You know, are you coming back? Like, give us a little bit. Um, well, I will start the, start it off by saying I don't have any idea of when I will be back. I couldn't give you any sort of, like, estimate or guess on when I would be back. Um, so that will not be revealed on this podcast tonight. If that's what you're tuning in for, unfortunately, that will not be revealed tonight. Because okay. I do not know. Right. Um, but, yes, so people who maybe don't know exactly what's going on, um, October 10th, um, I had the opportunity to wrestle for Empire State Wrestling up in Buffalo, New York. Uh, and I had a chance to wrestle Alec Price. And I wrestled um, a few times before that. And he's, I mean, obviously right now is absolutely killing it. I mean, he was killing it at the time of that match. But he has, in the last year or so, the last six months, whatever it's been, has, like, elevated his game crazy. And, like, it's just insane to think that my last match was, like, last match so far was uh was against him but yeah 30 seconds into the match i went for a suicide dive landed on my feet and just twisted my knee um in all kind of awkward ways uh i kind of thought i didn't think anything was uh majorly wrong just because i was able to kind of walk around on it a little bit and uh you know the doctors at the show had, had told me that they didn't think anything was um majorly wrong and then obviously a few weeks later uh i get the mri results back and complete acl meniscus and about half my cartilage um was gone so yeah that for the people who don't know that is what happened to me yeah <laughs> Oof. so i feel like there's a lot of injuries going on too lately like yeah you can't say wrestling's fake right we can't we can't sit there and say yeah. wrestling's fake at all because it's pretty serious a lot of the injuries that you guys have sustained and you know so i greatly appreciate everything that you guys do uh to entertain us so but you're feeling good now obviously i mean i've been seeing you um around walking around you know supporting friends and all that stuff like that so which is which is great. So which actually, you know what, let's let's talk about this. So, you know, since you aren't sure, um, you know, when you may return, you know, is there anything that you may do in wrestling for now? Like, is there like the possibility maybe you want to do commentary, you know, maybe you want to be somebody's manager? Like, are these thoughts that you know, <laughs> I see your face like, I don't know, like, these are good questions that like I got to hit. I got to hit the hard questions here. I never thought about being somebody's manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as anybody who knows me, anybody who has watched me wrestle, anybody who has followed my career knows that talking is not um, TJ Crawford's strong suit. Um, and that's something I'm trying to work on. And so I don't think jumping into a manager role would be the greatest idea for me. Who knows? I mean, I might be really good at it. But uh, as far as commentating goes, I have done commentating before. I did it for the WrestlePro Dream 16 back in 2019 for the second night, which was really, really fun. Cause I, actually got to, I got to do the entire show, and I had a lot of fun. I got to do with Dave Sturcio. I got to do with um, 
J Enterprise, a couple like other uh, people jumped on here and there. Uh, so I have done commentary before, which is really, really fun. But I don't know if I would jump into it right now. I think I'm just so focused on coming back uh, to wrestling full time that if I even thought about putting my mind and my effort into something else right now, it would derail my progress to come back. Right. That's just me. Maybe it's the way I think about it. No, that's okay. I mean, I'm just curious, you know, with the fact yeah. that it's like being so close to wrestling. And, you know, I see it all the time. I see with wrestlers, like, you know, you go out, you support your friends, you know, you're, you know, sitting there, a lot of people, a lot of, and, and then usually like I get, you know, I have this itch. I want to get into the rig. I hate I'm not wrestling, you know? You know what? One thing that I actually do enjoy doing um, is I really enjoy putting matches together and the process of, you know, building the the foundation of the match. Mm -hmm. So I always enjoy coming, going to shows that I'm obviously not wrestling on right now and just kind of sitting in on, on hearing people put their matches together and especially people who, like, I'll use Brick City Boys for an example just because they're two of my, my closest friends. Mm -hmm. Like, if they are having a match and they have an idea in their match and they don't know if it's a good idea or not and they come to me and ask me, like, I just enjoy being around wrestling so much that I want... If, if I'm available and I can give some, like, advice for, for a match or give some advice after a match, like, mm -hmm. I enjoy that aspect of wrestling almost as much as I do um, actually wrestling. Right. So, like, probably, which is kind of good because, like, you know, I, I deal with a lot of, like, the students, like, all over the place. Like, it might be, like, good to, like, come to you for, like, advice or, you know, maybe that you could, like, help them out. Maybe, maybe it's something also, too, that you could also help, like, train maybe is that like a thought process that might crush your brain yeah i mean so my ultimate goal at the end of my wrestling career is i would like to open up a school and i would like to obviously be a head, tra a head trainer of that school or if i don't get a chance to open up my own school i would love to be a head trainer or just a trainer at some at uh, existing school because like I, I said i enjoy just the process of kind of putting everything together and i and being able to sit at home these last, what, six, seven months that it's been, and something like a wrestling open that's popped up, which is every Thursday. Right. And it's kind of started right as I got hurt. So I was able to sit home and watch people start and where they're at now. Mm -hmm. And that kind of made me realize, like, I really do want to get into training one day because I do want to see people that, that have started from the bottom and made their way up. And I want to see, like, that progression um, in people. Yeah. Well, I always say, like, you're one of my favorites. Like, definitely. You know, like, I've been watching you for years. You know, like, I've seen you wrestle so many different opponents, like, throughout the years at different promotions, you know, as well. And, you know, it's – you are, you know, one of the best. And, like, it would be, like, you know, if you don't come back to wrestle, you know. Like, I'm hoping you come back to wrestle because I have my own list of people that I want you to get in the <laughs> ring with, you know. But, you know, like, I think, you know, like, all the knowledge that you have because you're such a good wrestler that, like, I would love to see that poured into, like, other people out there, like, you know, that they should be studying under you and watching your matches and, you know, all that and picking your brain. So I do hope that for you. Uh, all that, all that. I mean, I know a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know everything. I still have learn some learning to do myself. So. Right. Right. Even, I mean, even some like 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 how you said, even students at schools who want to come to me for advice, I might learn something from them. You're right. Which is like the coolest thing in the world to me because I like 
especially within wrestling, I just love learning about people. I love learning like what they do or what makes them them. Right. Like I can find ways of like hmm, something that you do might work for me or something that I do might work for you. Like I just enjoy the like. I don't know the word for it. I just enjoy like the the camaraderie like in wrestling and just right. the the opportunity that you get sometimes to watch people start from the from the like from day one and right. see where they're at now, which I think is pretty cool. It is. It really is. Let me give some love in this chat. Johnny says, Hey TJ, who is your favorite opponent? Ooh, my favorite opponent? That's a tough one because I've like I feel like there's nobody I've really wrestled like crazy amount of time. I really enjoyed my matches um, with Anthony Bowens. He's, uh, I feel like we've always been the best out of each other. Um, someone I mentioned earlier, Alec Price. Right. Uh, I've always enjoyed my matches with him. I'm going to go, I'm, you know what? I'm actually going to go back to my tag team days when yeah. I was with the Beach Bums. My favorite opponents are Team Espana. They are now the Hispanic Mechanics. That's so Jose awesome. and they are my favorite opponents because they're two of my best friends in the entire world, and I love wrestling them because they're absolutely amazing. It's so great. They've been killing it over at uh, Wrestling Open, too, like, yeah, lately. Friends. So it's it's so awesome to see everybody over at uh, Wrestling Open. So yeah. such a cool thing. Uh, Jose's in the chat. He goes, ah, what are the good ones? Ask him if he ever plans on dribbling a basketball while he surfs. <laughs> oh, God. That's like mixing first three years of my career with the second, like, next like one and a half two years of my career yeah <laughs> basketball while i surf you know what i'm gonna take that as a challenge and try it this summer i don't know how to surf but i do know how to dribble basketball <laughs> hot mess <laughs> all right let's let's go back let's talk some matches you know like some great ones here let's talk uh let's talk pro wrestling magic a little bit because i want to talk about you and ace romero because like this was such a fun match uh for me that was my first pro wrestling magic that i physically went to and like and i talked about this with ace on the podcast you guys can check out that interview as well um but like the chops and i know like you saw because i think I, I posted it a couple of weeks ago that i was like damn these chops were insane between yeah. you two. so talk to us about working ace romero uh i work it that was, that was the first time i got to work with ace um i've been for i was fortunate enough to work with him uh, a couple more times after that um over a chaotic uh but so working with ace for the first time was pretty pretty fun he is very detail oriented um so he he's very much like he wants to focus on such minor details um, in the match that I think it just makes the match so much better because he's so focused on those little um, little details. Right. Uh, but as far as actually getting in the ring and wrestling, Ace is pretty fucking scary. Right. Like, I'm not going to lie <laughs> to you. Uh, like, standing in the ring, watching him come, come to the ring, he, like, or just, just being across the ring from Ace Romero, like, he is ginormous. I cannot like state that enough. If you've never seen Ace Romero wrestle, you have to go watch him wrestle because he's right. absolutely ginormous and he can move like a cat. Yeah. Like he can move insanely well. But I will say this, and I take pride in this: the second kick that I gave Ace Romero to his leg actually numbed his leg for most of the match. So <laughs> I take some pride in that. <laughs> this is a good but match. No, I mean, working with Ace was so, was so much fun, and. Uh, you know, I didn't 
expect for us to have uh, as good of a match as we did just because it was the first time we ever wrestled each other. Um, but I really, really love that match, and I really hope everybody goes out of their way to kind of, to, to see that. You can watch it on IWTV um, from Pro Wrestling Magic, uh, Roaring Twenties. Yeah, really, really fun. That was a that was a great match. I was really looking forward to that match when uh, that one got announced. So definitely check that out. Sh- that should be on IWTV. Go on that. Uh, Jose said in the chat, had the pleasure working with him during his early stuff at XWA. Great guy. So, oh man. Oh. <laughs> I know. Okay, I was confused at first. Who's Jose talking about now? Yeah, that now I got it. <laughs> I know exactly who, who you're talking about. So, what's going on, Jose? It's really good to hear from you, man. I haven't seen him in a while. Awesome. Well, you know what? The next person that I want to talk about is Love Doug. Shout out to him. I feel so bad. He's on injury himself. Stop, yeah. stop injuring yourself, people. Like I can't. Like, ah, uh, but. He was on this podcast. We talked about you guys, when you guys team together. That we talked about like the matching kind of gear that you guys had going on. So definitely give us a little bit about that. Uh, so me and Doug first uh, had the idea of teaming with each other. So I was actually teaming up with somebody else at Chaotic. I was teaming up with Tyree Taylor um, at the time, and that didn't work out. Uh, we just didn't. Uh, I don't think we just. I don't think we saw eye to eye. Uh, just on the direction we wanted to go in, which is, is fine. You know, it doesn't. Not you don't. You're not gonna see eye to eye with every single person that you work with. Uh, so then, Love Doug kind of was making his way. So I actually met Doug. I know I'm kind of. I jump. I'm jumping around here, but I actually met Doug in November of 2019, and I was at. It was either November, October, or November. I can't I exactly remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was three months in at that time, and then. Fast forward to about a year, little less than a year later, and he's doing all the chaotic tapings with us, and he's killing it. And we kind of just jokingly at one of the chaotic tapings were like, "What if we were like a tag team? Like that'd be pretty funny. Like we could probably come up with some funny names." And then we did, and we were like, "Why don't we like try this out?" So we worked with each other at Chaotic. Um, one-on-one for one of the tapings. You can go watch that on YouTube, uh, TJ Parker versus Love Doug. And after the match, we went to Chase with the idea, we're like, can we make this into a team? Can we make this into a thing? And he gave us a green light. And, yeah, we were booked into the TLC match for the Chaotic Tag Titles. I believe that was at the count. I believe that was at the countdown. Chaotic countdown. I could be wrong. Uh... And we just, I went to Marshall's and I found these like rose, like skinny pants, mm-hmm. like skinny khakis, these like rose petal like khakis or whatever they were, bought two pairs, brought it. And that was like our first set of matching gear kind of. And then after that match, we decided to actually get regular, get actual matching gear. And I think we wore it for two matches. Because then, then I got, because then I got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, now you both need to get better and come yeah. back and make a comeback on the both of you. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are fine. Like, I was, I was, I was all for this. I was so ready to come back and reconnect with Doug and reconnect our love, but he's got a broken heart right now, so it's all right, Doug. Heal up, man. I was <laughs> like, oh. Like, my heart is broken. He's so great. I love, 
I love Love Doug. If you're not on the Love Doug train, get on it. You know, it's funny. Doug actually gave us a fan tweet for you. He's, oh. He said, what was the hardest thing about being away from the ring? P.S. Love you. Well, I love you too, Doug. Uh, hardest part about being away from the ring was being away from the ring. Like, it's a, it, that was the hardest part about it was... Uh, so I went back to Chicago, uh, which is, um, if those of you who don't know, which is, that's where I'm from. And I got my surgery out there and I spent the first six months of my recovery, um, back in Chicago, back at my parents' house. And that was like the hardest part was being away and being back, uh, back home. And don't get me wrong. I, I love my home. I love my neighborhood. I love my parents. I love everything about uh, where I came from, but I left uh, my neighborhood for a reason, and it pained me to be back for an extended period of time. Not because I didn't want to be with my family, just because I there was specific reasons as to why I wanted to leave, and it was kind of it kind of sucked being being back for so long just because like I said there was reasons that reasons that I left and I didn't want to be back around those those reasons so that was the hardest part was being away from the thing that I felt made me feel so comfortable and the thing that made me genuinely like the happiest I've ever been in my entire life right having to go back home um you know and have all those like memories those like bad memories that you have uh, growing up mm -hmm. uh, kind of like creep back at you and as like when I say bad memories I don't want anyone to get any like weird ideas like I had an absolutely tremendous childhood don't get me wrong there was just things that happened in my neighborhood that I did not agree with and I just wanted to get away uh, get away from that but if anybody's getting any thoughts no I had an absolutely tremendous childhood my parents are absolutely tremendous people I love them both well, I'm glad you're back on the East Coast, though. So I know we talked about it in person. We're like, okay, like, I know you mostly in Jersey. And, you know, now yeah. I'm seeing you all the time in Massachusetts. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, so weird. it's wild. It's just, it's just wild. But, you know, like, I am that fan that's going to kind of travel all over the place and check out all the new things that's, like, yeah. going on. So it's, it's exciting. So, you know, with that. You know, let's talk chaotic wrestling because that's how I winded up starting coming up to Massachusetts. And, you know, I've been supportive of like a lot of places up in Massachusetts. Obviously, I was watching Beyond, um, you know, now like I've been huge on Wrestling Open, you know, and like chaotic has become a home for me, you know, as well, which is great because I feel like more people need to get onto the chaotic train. Um, because the amount of talent that is part of chaotic wrestling and the students that are being homegrown in the New England uh, Pro Wrestling Academy is insane. Uh, so it's it's wild. And like I want a lot more of those students to like branch out also to go check out other promo amazing promotions that are out there. But chaotic wrestling is definitely one that. Everybody should be checking out. I mean, it's it's free on Twitch. If you watch them live, uh, if you want to see their backlog, you just subscribe and you just use your Amazon Prime for free. So, which which is which is great. But you should definitely go to one of these shows if you can go to one of these shows. So, uh, how about relive like some of like your favorite moments of Chaotic Wrestling? Ooh, some of my favorite moments from Chaotic Wrestling. There might be 
very few because I have one official win in chaotic wrestling history and it didn't even I didn't even do anything to get the win. Right. So let's see. My favorite memories. No, I'm only kidding. I don't care about winning and losing. <laughs> uh, no, so my favorite memories from working with chaotic. Um, I got to do the chaotic countdown uh, back in 2019. That was one of my first uh, matches for chaotic on my own. I did a, I actually did a chaotic show back with my old tag partner Freddie Flamingo um, as the Beach Bums. August of 2018, I want to say. Right. Uh, so that was pretty pretty cool because uh, we got to work with Bear Country, which is obviously like two of our best friends. Uh, so it was really fun to work with them. Uh, but I think one of my favorite moments from Chaotic was actually I think third, I'd say third time I was there, mm-hmm. and I was in a Fatal Four match with myself, DL Hers, um, Brad Cashew, uh, which was he was Charlie Cashew at that time yeah. at the time and Davian and it was actually pretty cool because it was Davian uh Davian's first official match as part of the men's division um at the time so she was uh uh like a three-time like chaotic women's champion and she came up for the fiddle forward match and caught a promo saying how she was done with the women's division and she was going to enter the men's division, win the tag titles, win the heavyweight titles or heavyweight title. And that was the first time that she was an official participant in like the quote unquote men's division at the time. And it's pretty cool that I got to be a part, part of that because me and Davian have gotten so close over the years. Um, so it's pretty cool that I got to be a part of that, that moment. And then obviously seeing what she's doing now, like she won the tag titles with JT Dunn. She mm-hmm. beat JT Dunn for the heavyweight title. She's now a two-time chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion. So and she's breaking down boundaries and barriers like it's nobody's business. And I was very honored to be a part of the first night of that. Oh, I love that. She's so great. Like, uh, and she's so lovely to talk to. So if anybody wants to check out that interview, definitely check it out. She's definitely one of the best. I don't know how she's not signed, um, but. But she really is. I love her spear. Like, it really is, like, the cleanest. Like, it's just so beautiful. Like, I hype every time I'm there because it's just <laughs> gorgeous. Like, uh, I love it. So, and I love, like, everybody, like, says, like, you know, such nice things about her, too. So, it's, like, even, like, JT Dunn's been on this podcast. And, you know, he's talked about her. And it's just, she's amazing. So, yeah. uh, definitely, like, check out her stuff if you haven't. Um, Jose's telling you and me that we need to come to Rhode Island on June 29th for fight life so i would you have to come you have to come for fight fight life i will be there i will be at fight life yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to come i would like it to on, it is on a wednesday so yeah. i do understand that that could be kind of so, hard have, for some people, but yeah. i will be there if that makes your decision making it easier <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely want to come it's just uh, it's more of me want getting someone to watch the dog uh, to see if i can come up so but i did block off the day that i don't book any podcast that day so i have an inkling to try to come so it's just if i can actually execute coming to rhode island that day uh so we'll see but if the gas prices go up to seven dollars i'm staying home <laughs> i'm driving anywhere i'm gonna be riding my bike everywhere <laughs> Today I saw it was like over five dollars for the first time in New York, and I'm like, oh, that's not true. I saw it for like five fifty last week. They were gouging like, and then I went to the next block, and it was like four seventy one. And I'm like, damn. It's like now, but now it's like official. Now I'm seeing five dollars yeah. in New York. So, God help me. So uh, hopefully, 
hopefully are is this on is this going to be streamed somewhere because um i want to support it even if i can't physically be there so jose let me know if like is yeah this i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. if it's going to be be uh streamed streamed anywhere okay. uh, yeah if yeah. not then I, i'm sure it will be um like put up after the fact. Right, right. So, well, I if, like I said, if I'm not there, I will definitely support and watch it because like a lot of the names that have been announced on there, I completely support and I completely would love to be there. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how when we get closer there. So I know you just announced Kylon King and Steve Pina. Like, it, it's just it's so exciting. So I I'm definitely here for it. So we'll see. Um, so let's talk violence and suffering because I want to talk mostly Tampa, um, you know, because Tampa was Tampa was crazy. Uh, and then you you were in the six way and you cross paths and you know this because you obviously I talk about it all the time. You and Marcus matters. I need to have this match. You need to come back. OK, been saying this for so long. I have been saying this for so long because like I purposely stayed up that day uh because that was a late show i think it was like one o'clock in the morning i think it, yeah, was. it was yeah it was pretty i got i had landed probably around like three in the afternoon yeah and then napped in my hotel until about like six seven o'clock and then shot over there and i was there the entire day or well for a few hours obviously up until that show started at like you said one o'clock yeah in the morning <laughs> I stayed up before that. I was so tired. And it was funny because, like, me and Marcus were messaging throughout that whole time that he was in Tampa. And, like, he was only booked for one show. And right. it wasn't violence and suffering. And it was because of that one show that he wound up getting booked all over the place. And he was messaging me, keeping tabs with me. He's like, I think you want to watch this. And I'm like, I have it on. I have it on. Don't worry. I have it on. So I was so excited. And then when I saw that he was in the sixth way with you, and I was like, yes, crossing paths. Let's do it. Let's go. Like, so now I need the singles match. And like you said, I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, and I've been begging a lot of people for it between like Tremont and Cody from NFW. And I was like, I need this match. I need it. Like, you have to come back. If you're coming back for one match, it better be against Marcus. <laughs> I mean, if I'm coming back for one for one match, I mean, I want to come back for just one match. You come back for a series of matches yeah. with Marcus. <laughs> Marcus is Marcus is great. If I can, remember, if I remember correctly, he I think he was a last second addition to that. Yeah. Match. There was some I can't remember who, somebody couldn't make it, got injured, pulled off for some reason, um, on Team Casey Navarro, Team Blessed. Yeah. So, uh, Marcus jumped in, and I really loved uh, my little exchange that I got to have with Marcus towards the end of the match. Um, you know, he was at that time. I feel like really still so new and still trying to find uh find his way almost in in in, in wrestling mm -hmm. and like that whole weekend he was bouncing around every single show he could getting the opportunities to to perform and i feel like after that that weekend he really skyrocketed himself up yeah. um a lot and he just he's only going to get better and better from here yeah it definitely is it's like it's it's wild to Watch him of me just going to H2O, watching him just from H2O and then to grow to where he is now. Um, I, 
like this kid's gonna get signed like I, I i just know it like within the next couple of years this kid is going to get signed and he just popped into the chat he said love you dude uh <laughs> so i always talk highly of marcus uh definitely keep killing it it's it's wild and i like watching like the fans they're like this is my dude i was like yeah i was like i've been following him for years now <laughs> it's like you just like, i was with him before he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll be that what knew who he was i was cheering him up that's right <laughs> he knows that too like i i'm very supportive of him so and i definitely wanted to see him get signed and i definitely i need you to get better because i need you guys to have this match like damn i i don't care where it is i will travel for it because i need i need to i need to see this match so uh much much love so but uh yeah so okay so let's talk creative pro because obviously creative pro is your biggest home you know uh so you know if you work so many people you come best friends with like a whole bunch of people there you know like you know talk about some of those moments uh for us too working there because even like during the pandemic you know they were running tv series and you know they were they were still running all of that so we got some of that on youtube and all that stuff yeah yeah i mean the great the great part about creative pro is you obviously have the new york school which is uh primarily run by brian myers and then you have the new, the new jersey school which is the school that i uh trained at which was primarily run by pat buck um and obviously we had dan moff we had uh mario Bacara and kevin matthews all uh they're helping train it's, I mean, some of my favorite memories from there was, uh, I mean, I got to wrestle Aaron Rourke um, during the close set tapings uh, for CAF TV, and that was pretty cool for me and him, I guess. Uh, I hope it was just as cool for him as it was for me, uh, because we didn't really, uh, like, know each other prior to, uh, like, the tapings era of wrestling starting. Uh, we, obviously, he was trained at creative pro in new york and i was trained at creative pro in new jersey he started maybe two years after i i did so i was kind of already bouncing around doing some shows when he was just kind of starting out so it was the first one of the, i think it was the first or second uh set of chaotic wrestling tapings mm-hmm. and it was myself bear bronson and aaron rourke driving together and we uh, like didn't really talk that talk that much. Like me and Bronson were f- are really good friends, and then Bronson gets signed. Bear Country gets signed, so now it's just me and Aaron Rourke going up for these trips, and we got insanely close over the course of like two months just from driving with each other every weekend, every other weekend, like crashing at his place, crashing up in Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts at Davy N's place or like just we we spent so much time together within the span of like six months that it felt like we had been best friends with each other for 25 years mm-hmm. uh so like more recently my connection my bond that I've been able to build with, with Aaron has has been like my favorite memory my favorite like current memory from the school that I come from is being able to have uh, such a, an amazing friend friend in him because he's been there for me. He's seen me at some some low low points in my life. Uh, he was the I think he was the second person that I called when I found out what was wrong with my knee. Uh, he 
yeah, I'm just I'm so like thankful that I got to 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 meet meet Aaron and form such a strong friendship with him. So if that out of anything that's happened in my wrestling career, that's like one of my favorite things is that is the bond that I've been able to to create with him. Ah, I love that. And like, you know, for me, like when I do these interviews, it's, you know, um, anybody who listens regularly, obviously, like I kind of like connect a lot of people together so it's like a lot of names were always like brought up like aaron came on the podcast a couple weeks ago he's so great i love his bridge like obviously oh. great i mean so i just talked about obviously like aaron as a person yeah being, like amazing let's not forget he is absolutely insane yeah in the ring yeah that is he's so much better than i think he even knows he even gives himself credit for yeah he's so he's good incredible He's so, he's so good. Oh my God. I just like, again, I, there's so many people. And again, this is why I do these podcasts because I want people to see, you know, and like, I get it all the time that it's like, oh, I only know this person because you talk about them or you've had them on your podcast and I get it all the time. And you know, that's the sole purpose of me doing these interviews with everybody. And like, I love putting on people who are so talented and I wish I had more time because there's so many people I want to interview and bring on this podcast but Aaron is amazing and again like I love his bridge and like I get excited when I see him I love his face paint like he's just he's face he's paint great. always 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 great. always always good every time I see him in a locker room it's like it's the most mesmerizing thing watching him put his face paint on yeah I asked him what I don't know if he's cool with me revealing this but I'm gonna reveal it anyway because <laughs> I don't really care uh <laughs> But I, I remember asking him while he was doing his face paint. I was like, "How do you come up with the design? Yeah. So, you know, what, how, what's the the process of coming up with the design for the face paint?" And he just looked at me and said, "There is no process. It's whatever I'm feeling." Yeah. And he just and I was like, "All right." And I just watched him just in the mirror, like, just creating the Aaron Work character. Yeah. It's, and it's so, so cool, cool to watch. It's really cool. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. I got to get him, like, one of the days at Chaotic one, because I think uh, one of the indie talks that I did at Chaotic, like, he was already done. Uh, uh, so And he was showing it off. So one of, the, one of the next times that I do go up to Chaotic, I'm not sure when I'm going to go back up to Chaotic, hopefully soon, uh, I have to have that. I, I would love to put that on the channel of him just, like, you know, putting this all on because I, I get so fascinated and I tell him like I appreciate it I love it and I always get the good photos of him with it because it's gorgeous <laughs> I know he appreciates that yeah alright I want to talk about one more match because like this is fun I know Melissa's going to appreciate this one we're going to go back to Invictus and we're going to talk about you and Ken Broadway and I was so stoked when this match got announced because Ken Broadway is another one who's another genius out of House of Glory. And like, he's someone I need to get onto this podcast soon, too, because I always talk about him. And you guys had such an amazing match. And like, this was like one of the main reasons why I was like, Invictus, I'm coming. I was like, this is going to be freaking good. And you guys killed, uh, you killed it, you know? So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, working with Ken Broadway. Like, you guys had great chemistry. So, this is going to be so unpopular, but I am actually not a fan of that match. Really? Okay. And it has nothing to do with Ken. Oh, God. Ken is great. Ken was, is, I love, I first off love Ken. Ken's great. But Ken was so much fun to work with. He was so easy to work with. He was just, he's just great. 
Like if you've, if you've never watched Ken Broadway Matt, go out of your way, watch my man my man do his thing because Ken Broadway is good. But the only reason I did not like the match is because I felt that I underperformed because two days before that I had gotten my second uh, vaccine shot. Mm-hmm. So that day I was feeling amazing throughout the entire day. And then the second the show started, uh, my body completely shut down on me. Mm-hmm. So that I went into that match absolutely drained. Um, I felt like I had no energy. Uh, so that's the only reason I don't I don't particularly like like the match, just because I know how much pain I was in no. <laughs> during during the fact. See, and we wouldn't have known it, like you know, because like match itself. Like, yeah, it was it was it was a good match. I do I did enjoy it, except for the finish where. Ken did his moonsault and landed directly on my shoulder and separated my shoulder. Yeah. So, but yeah, but so you need to run it back. What? You need to run it back. I would love to run it, run it back with Ken. Yeah. I would love to do that match again when I'm like a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. They yeah. said like I the entire day, I was because I I wrestled the night before I wrestled Anthony Gaines um, at NF at an NFW show. And I was absolutely fine. I had no uh, signs of even feeling sick. And then that Saturday felt great the whole day. And then, like I said, the show started. And I I literally remember sitting in the locker room and just feeling my whole body, like, shut down. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we had to be the main event of the show. So I had to sit through the entire show and wait and wait and wait. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it was a pretty rough, pretty rough night. Uh, but I would love to do, do, do it again with, with Ken yeah. properly this time where I'm a hundred percent good to go. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd love to see that. So see, you hit it pretty good because, you know, I remember like walking out or like, but I was excited for that match. But there's, I love when certain people cross paths with somebody else that, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, that, you know, again, like here's Ken Broadway that I know from House of Glory and I've been supporting House of Glory for long time i think like house glory was one of the first independent scenes that i actually started attending you know so uh shout out to them over there but um so let's do some fan tweets we have a couple of fan tweets here for you so we have one from john he goes who's on your current realistic wish list i don't really have one right now just i think just because i'm so inactive just because i'm not i'm not wrestling there's nobody that's really on like a wish list i guess the only people i can really think of are uh, I would say Alec Price just because he was the last match I had before I got hurt. So I would love to to get my revenge on on, on him for he didn't hurt me, but just being involved in the match. Uh, I love working with Kevin Blackwood. I always have an absolutely tremendous time working with with him. Aaron Work uh, now because he's his game has been elevated so much. I really love to work with uh, Mike Speedball, Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a really fun fun match. I got to meet him um, up in Sma- uh, Smash Wrestling in February of 2020. Um, so I'd really, really love, to, especially now that he's he's working in the states again. You know, hopefully once I'm back, he's still working in the states, and I could get my opportunity to work with him because mm-hmm. I think me and me and Mike Bailey would be a really fun match. 
I think uh, I'd love to add Colby Carino onto that too for you. Colby like, Carino would be fun. Yeah, like definitely be fun. He's he's really really good. There's ugh, there's so many. It's like endless. Yeah, I, that's, my thing is I just feel like there's too many talented people out there that I would hate to make a list and like leave people off of it because I'm like I want to wrestle everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm such I am such a believer in like it's not about the person you're wrestling. It's about the match itself. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I could work with somebody who's, like, one of the biggest names in the whole world, but if we don't work well together, the match is not going to be good. Right. right. But if I work with somebody who's of equal experience as me and we have insane chemistry, of course the match is going to be right. so much better. So I think, like, obviously I love making lists and love, like, having people that I want to that I want to work with, but, like, I'm always just such a fan of, like, whoever you give me, like, it's going to be the best that it's going to be. It's going to be the best that it, that it can be with, 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 with us two put together. Right. Well, well, like I said, I, I, you know, I hope you come back, you know, sooner than later. I really, I really do. Um, here, we have another fan tweet from Corey. He's got two. He goes, the people want to know who were TJ's inspirations for his wrestling career. That's the first one. So you can answer that. Uh, the inspiration. So my four favorite wrestlers growing up were CM Punk, uh, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and Edge. Um, so those were like the four that I, that kind of made me fall in love with wrestling. Um, the actual like moment that made me fall in love with wrestling and made me want to become a wrestler was Jeff Hardy jumping off a ladder at WrestleMania 23 onto Edge. So like two of my favorites involved in that moment. Um, and that was like the moment that made me want to that made me want to pursue this dream of becoming a professional wrestler. So those would be the four like biggest inspirations uh, for me. Okay. And then his second question is: If TJ were to create a tag team with any wrestler, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, any wrestler, dead or alive. Hmm. I want to give a really weird one. I don't think anybody would expect. Well, people would expect if they know if they really, 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 really know me. Uh, I would love to tag with Dean Malenko. Oh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Iceman, so, and I just like love his style of wrestling. So I would love to to, to team up with him. It'd be a fun fun time. Mm-hmm. I can just watch him break people's backs and give people power bombs while I stand in the apron like, <laughs> job. that's so awesome oh the one thing i forgot to bring up that's so important here is we gotta talk about aw dark uh and we need to go back because it's funny because i went and i met up with april and we just start walking you know like before we you know before we got into the building and we're just like walking and then all of a sudden we turn around and then we see Joey Silver. And we, like, ran over to Joey. And we're like, oh, my God, Joey, you're here. You know, we're like, are you wrestling? And, and he's like, no. He's like, I'm doing a fundraiser. He goes, but TJ's in the back. And I was like, oh. He's like, yeah, he's doing the fundraiser, too. So it was really funny because when, you know, I sat down. I sat down with some other people. And they were like, isn't that that guy who's been on your podcast? And I'm like, oh, it's TJ. I was so excited. But, like, tell us a little bit about, like, that experience of being, you know, in this huge building with a bunch of people. Like, give us the leg of the land of it. So I'll give you the whole, I mean, the whole story from, from when I found out that I was doing this up until, I'll give you the story from Tuesday 
to Wednesday to Thursday, the three days of my life that did not feel real. That's <laughs> how <laughs> I'm going to start this. The three days of my life that did not feel real. Uh, so Tuesday, I'm sitting at my job. At, uh, I was working at a gym at the time. And it was closing. I was closing the gym. It was about 7 o'clock at night. And I get a text. I'm not going to say who the text is from, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I get a text that says, are you available tomorrow? Uh, obviously, it's Tuesday night, so I'm available for Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, I, I can be if you need me to be available. And they're like, okay, I'm going to send you a bunch of this paperwork. Um, you know, we need a bunch of extras for tomorrow. We need extras for tomorrow um, for AEW. I was like, okay, great. So I get all the paperwork sent to me. I call my boss, tell him I'm not making it in for Wednesday. Um, which is super odd that I got this this text and this like opportunity to go because I was told uh, prior to that that they weren't using any extras for the Long Island show because mm-hmm. uh, I had asked you know if, if if there was any opportunities to go and, and do some extra work and, and maybe have a dark match and I was told that they weren't using any extras for for the Long Island shows uh, which was fine whatever and then like I said I got got a text got it the the, the okay to go so I so that night I closed the gym I drove straight to New York and I actually met up with Anthony Bowens at his hotel in New York so I was like I don't want to risk being in Jersey and hitting traffic and missing this let me just get to New York uh, now or I'm sorry I keep saying Long Island I meant Queens yeah I, Queens, Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, keep saying Long, I keep saying Long Island <laughs> Uh, so I meet up Anthony Bowens at his hotel and he's even confused, like why, why we have the, why, why are there extras? So get to the build. So I get to the building. I have no idea like who, what other people are going to be there. So I walk, walk in, I see CPA, I see VSK, I see Eric James, I see Kevin Tibbs, I see, let's see who else. Ricky Shane Page, like I see, uh, I just a bunch of people that I, that I know, yeah, a bunch of people from from my area. And I'm so confused. I'm like, I don't know what's going. Like, we nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows why we're they they need extras. Like, we're all just assuming that we're gonna just be hanging out in the back. Um, so and then obviously not. We all ended up getting uh, getting matches and being out in front of twenty thousand people is pretty, like, I know I said this earlier, it's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even for, you know, the five minutes that we were out there, you know, uh, I got, I had, had the, I was fortunate enough to be the person to start the match with John Silver. So it was pretty cool that I got to be the person to start, the, start the match in this 20,000 seat arena, you know, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, and then, he said, so after the match happens, we all are in the back. Me and CPA actually go outside, and we're just talking, and we both, like, kind of look at each other like, like, that was pretty cool. We just wrestled in, in front of 20,000 people when yesterday we were just working, like, our normal jobs. And he was like, yeah, you know what, that is pretty cool. And then the next day I woke up at 4 in the morning, opened up the gym, and went back to work and I remember sitting at work all day thinking like I don't think Wednesday actually happened mm-hmm. like I didn't think it actually it was actually the thing I thought I just slept for a whole day and just dreamt everything because it was just such an an 
unreal and amazing experience. Like just the experience of wrestling in front of 20,000 people, just the experience of wrestling for a major company like that. I've never experienced that. I've never done, you know, extra work for the WWE. I've, I've worked for, I've gotten a chance to work for impact before, but that's in, that was a Melrose ballroom, you know, small, mm-hmm. smaller venue. This is AW. This is one of the biggest companies on cable television and one of their biggest, their biggest show ever from 20,000 people. Right. And I got, you know, I was a small part of it, obviously, but I got to be a part of it, which was uh, pretty cool. And I actually told myself that if I had never wrestled another match after that, I would have been completely satisfied with my career. Huh. I love that. I definitely love that. Oh, man. Yeah, that was exciting to see. Like, I really get excited with people that I know that they get these chances and, you know, shout out to AEW for giving opportunities, you know, to the independent scene. And that's one of the, the reasons why I fell in love with AEW because I was like, okay, like, it's kind of super indie, you mm-hmm. know, like, well, that's how it used to feel like. That was like super indie. Now it's like a bunch of WWE guys, you know, but, uh, but I love the fact that, you know, there's so many opportunities uh, given for the independent scene and, you know, someone like me that supports so many different people. It's so great to see that and talk about it with you guys of like how it felt very differently than you know maybe working in front of 50 to 100 people at a small promotion you know so definitely great to see i was excited for you so um so i have a couple more questions if anybody else has anything drop it into the chat so uh again like i see you you supporting all your friends and all that stuff like that so who should the fan base be keeping tabs on you know in your opinion in the wrestling scene now well I, feel, I think I should definitely mention the lovely, the beautiful Paris Vandale. She, uh, I think everybody should definitely go go and check her out. Uh, she is, she's still super new uh, to the wrestling scene, to the wrestling business, uh, but she's absolutely killing it. I've been very fortunate to kind of watch her from when she started to where she is now, um, and she has just been absolutely. Uh, killing it and, and progressing in, in, in such a way that's so so cool to watch um, you know to see to see where somebody was at when they first started to where they're at now um, is so cool so everyone should definitely keep tabs on Paris Vandale if you haven't PVD uh, let's see anybody else ooh I'm gonna stick with the three letter names uh, we're gonna go with GKM uh, if you're not familiar with him so he is a product of the of Creative Pro New Jersey, the Russell Pro, uh, Pro where uh, I was trained at. Uh, he's only been doing this for maybe a year or two, if that, and he's absolutely incredible. Uh, so everyone should definitely go. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what all of his social media handles are. I think his Instagram is uh, cool GKM or something like that. Just look up GKM. He'll come up. He's the Phoenix, and he's 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 killing it right right now. And I think he's going to be um, big star one day. But the person that I think the the one person that I think everyone really 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 has to keep an eye on is is actually GCAM's tag partner uh, Leo Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Nobody's heard of Leo Sparrow. He's also a, a product of uh, the Creative Pro School. Um, he's a product of the Creative Pro New York uh, school, and he's and if you've watched Raw or AEW, or just like anything on TV in the past couple months, you've probably seen him get 
thrown by the biggest whoever the biggest guy on the company is in the company is yeah he's the guy who got power bombed into the cage by Wardlow and AEW if anybody watched that uh, but no Leo has been killing killing it and again it's somebody that I've seen you know from the day they from pretty much the day they started yeah you know I would go up to uh, Creative Pro in New York every once in a while to do like Sunday classes do a couple like training classes on a Tuesday or a Thursday whatever it is um, and I remember when he was he first started, and he had no like character, had no name, nothing. He was just one of the, one of the trainees. And to see where he's at now, I actually got to have a, a really nice conversation with him uh, a few weeks ago. Where like I know coming from me probably doesn't mean anything, but I like let him know how like proud I am of him for like how much he's he's grown over like, the last like year. Or so, and I only say that because I was able to actually see him from like one of the first times that he's ever stepped foot in a ring to to now. It was the day of the wrestling open, right? That was the week that I saw you because I actually yeah. seen him, oh. and I yeah. was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "There's a bunch of salad in front of me now." I was like, <laughs> "I think it was that exact day. It might have been, yeah. It might have been the week before that, but it was definitely. Uh, it was. It was at a wrestling yeah. open." I definitely got to see him, so that was that was fun. I was like, okay, well, I was like, if anybody wants a salad, I was like, I yeah. have you covered right in front of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that he can throw spinach at people and it it makes a noise every yeah. single time blows my mind. Prop <laughs> to you, you've done it, you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so if anybody, if you if you're looking for three people to yeah. to go check out. Paris Van Dale, GKM, and Leo Sparrow. Awesome. Those are the three yeah. that I'm going to say within the next couple of years are going to be the, the top the top tier uh, of, of, of indie wrestling, of professional wrestling, just wrestling in general. There you go. Like That's why I always like to ask because it's always like, you know, maybe there's someone that I haven't seen, right. you know, like, uh, you know, or maybe there's somebody else that, you know, everybody else should be paying attention to, you know, like I got to see Paris a couple of times at Chaotic, which is great. So I plan on bringing her onto the podcast soon, too, uh, you know, so we could talk about her. I got to see her and Anthony Green, like, which was pretty awesome, like in person, yeah. which is so, so cool. So definitely look out for these names. So, uh, so let's do um a fun question that's very dear to my heart onto this podcast. So this is a newer one since the last time that you've been on. I want to do wrestling with positivity, uh, you know, which is great because there's so much negative in the world of wrestling. So I like to focus on the positive. So is there anything that you can, a story that maybe you can tell us something maybe that you've done for a wrestler, maybe a wrestler's done for you, maybe a fan's done for you, maybe something you've done for a fan, anything that, you know, the, anybody wouldn't really know unless you tell this story. Hmm. That's a, uh... It's deep. <laughs> oh, yeah, deep is pretty difficult to, to think of because there's a lot. I'm sure. Just a, there's like so I've been so I've been so fortunate over the last six years to to have been like in the presence and be like graced with so many great people. So it's pretty. It's so hard to pinpoint um, like one exact thing. But you know what? We're gonna let's let's stick with uh, someone like a, like let's stick with Paris Van Dale. Because since we mentioned her uh, as part of the the who to watch uh, little question, uh, so if those of you who don't don't know, myself and Paris Vandale uh, date. We're in a relationship together, <laughs> and we actually started dating right as uh, I got hurt. 
uh, and I had to go away to Chicago for the first kind of five months, five, six months of our relationship. And uh, I was obviously very depressed and down uh, with what was going on with my knee and, you know, the thoughts creeping in of, will I ever get better? Will this come back? Will, will I come back? Will, like, just every negative thought uh, that a person could have during an injury creeped up in my brain and she stuck with me every single day, talked to me every single day, talked to me like off the ledge most of the time, talked talk to me, just like pretty much boosted my confidence so much and just helped me kind of cope with everything that was going on in my life at the time. And if, yeah, I mean, nobody would, wouldn't, obviously nobody would know that if I didn't tell that. So uh, I, she knows this. I tell every day, but I just want to thank her for everything that she's done for me over the past couple months. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So I can't, I can't wait. Bring her on the podcast soon so we can chat. So looking <laughs> forward to that. Um, yeah. So let's do one final question. So, uh, you know, I like to end off on a, a good note here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, there's so many people that listen to this podcast, whether they are wrestlers or whether they're thinking about getting into wrestling or, you know, maybe they started training. Cause I have a whole bunch of those fans that keep tabs with me as you know, with that as well. So what's a piece of advice that you would give them? Uh, best piece of advice I can give is take advantage of every opportunity that's presented to you. Uh, and by that, I mean, if, if you have the opportunity, if you have never had a match before, you're just wrestling, you just want to, you're just training right now. And somebody that's training at your school comes up, comes to you and says, Hey, we're going on a road trip. You want to come with us? Say yes. Every time. Go on every road trip. Go to every show that you're not booked on. Talk to every single person that you can, even if it's just as simple as introducing yourself, because you never know what that could get you. And I'll use myself as an example. I went to chaotic. Well, use let's use chaotic as an example, since that's a place that, that me and you both yeah. both go to. Uh, I went to probably six, seven, eight chaotic shows before I even had the opportunity to wrestle on one of them. And that was just because I needed to get my, my face in front of the right people, get my name out there to the right people. Cause way somebody, when an opportunity does arise, uh, arise for, for a match or for anything, you're one of the first people that that pops in their head because you're constantly, uh, showing that you want, that you want to be there. So, my best advice to every young wrestler, everyone who's training, just, or just any wrestler in general, is just take advantage of every opportunity because you never know when it's going to be when your last when it's going to be your last opportunity. Yeah, I think that's great advice because, like, I think a lot of people like. You know, I hear a lot of people tell me like, oh, you know, like I'm not getting booked. I'm like, I'm here. I'm waiting. And I'm like, well, from what I kind of get is you kind of need to show face. I was like, uh, you know, they might not know of you or, you know, you can't expect you got to you got to show your face at a lot of these promotions. Right. Like, so yeah. it's, it's 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 not it's not even so much about who, you know, it's just about being like just being present. Mm -hmm. and being there and making yourself available so 
keep that in mind guys definitely important advice uh let me give more love into this chat matt's in here he said how are you guys i'm good thanks for coming on in here cj's in here he says hi he said that's awesome tj uh the other matt says that's awesome tj that's true love and she's a keeper so much much love like i said i'll definitely gonna work on that soon i'll get paris on here so you guys can see her if you haven't already definitely check out her matches definitely check out chaotic for that as well so uh, I'm so glad that you came on here. I'm so glad that, that we talked in person that you're like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, do another podcast. I was really looking forward to that. So, uh, you know, you're always like brought up on a lot of the podcasts uh, with people that, you know, obviously. So it's it's nice to catch up after so long. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely want, uh, you know, you to come back. I need you to come back. OK, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't have, I just I don't have the date or anything set yet, but hopefully it's soon. Yeah. I hope so, too. You know what? We've all been waiting long enough. Maybe I will reveal when I will be back. Just kidding. I don't really... I don't know. Damn it! Uh, don't tease! Come on! No. You know what? Here. I will give this. <laughs> I will give an estimate of when I will be okay. back. Okay. I'm hoping for sometime before the year ends. Okay. We keep us guessing, but that's okay. I mean, I'm just happy for you to like come back again. Like I said, there's so many people like you're so talented and like, you know, I just love to see that. So, and I love to see all the possibilities and the runbacks of matches and all that stuff and a bunch of promotions that I go to that I'd love to see you back at. So, so I know there's like a bunch that don't exist anymore, but like that's yeah. a whole other story. But yeah. Awesome. Uh, so tell everybody where they can follow you, support you, and all that fun stuff. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TJC Wrestling. If you are a fan, do not run requesting on Facebook because I will not accept it. Um, you can uh, support me through my Pro Wrestling Tea Store. Uh, I was actually supposed to close it at the end of May, but I'm going to keep it up for another month. Um, hopefully people can buy, buy some, some more shirts before they go. Uh, so that's pro wrestling tees backslash overtime TJ Crawford. Uh, if you want to go check some of those shirts out, I got a new one up there. Um, that, that just put up a few months ago. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as of right now, it's the only place you can really see what I'm doing because there's no matches to promote. Yeah, that's Okay. But we'll probably see you at a bunch of shows, though. So definitely go. You you will definitely. See I'll him. see you. <laughs> if you see him, go say hi. Like most, most other fans will not be seeing the other shows. I'm basically a ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get I get the perks, so that's why that's why you see like you know especially at like uh, chaotic that I'm allowed to do some backstage stuff to, too. Yeah, especially if you're coming before the, before the show starts, you definitely get. Get, the, get the, priv the privilege. Yes, it is a privilege. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody at uh, Chaotic that allows me to do that and any other promotion like NFW that uh, you know allows me to do what I do so that I can provide some great content for everybody out there. So, But uh, yeah, so TJ, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, it's always a treat that you're, you know, that we get to chat. I'm so glad that I get to see you around again. So I'm looking forward to your return very highly. And I swear to God, I better get him and Marcus Matter. So any promoter that's listening to this, you better make it happen. Like, I feel like I have to sponsor the match because it's something that I just want so bad. I need it. It's not even that I want. I need this match. Okay. So uh, cough, cough to all the promoters that do listen and do tune in and do 
appreciate my interviews and all that fun stuff. Make it happen. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, tomorrow, Brian Cashew is coming on at nine o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, TJ talked about him a little bit earlier. So he is brilliant. Uh, so I can't wait to pick his brain and talk to him tomorrow. So uh, with that being said, guys, you know the drill. Stay safe, support independent wrestling, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.